You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. And those who um, grew up when David and I did immediately recognized that music at the beginning. It is the theme from the 1978 Battlestar Galactica TV movie. Um, very iconic music, David. Yeah. I thought it was one of the best themes of any sci-fi show of all time. I'm, I'm including everything. It, that... It's so good. So, so here's the thing about Battlestar Galactic. If you go and watch it nowadays, it's it's bad. It it well it it's of its time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it kind of takes itself too seriously. And the com- and when they do the comedy bits, it's kind of cheesy now. Um, and there was an awful lot of shot re special effects shot reuse from, uh, from yeah you see the same you three Cylon ships descending yeah. and yeah over and over but, that's yeah and I I recognized that as a kid but I was like yeah yeah the, but the thing is is actually I always thought the great thing about Battlestar Galactica is for a, for a sci-fi TV show the actual concept was really really strong and and really well thought out compared to many of them were, were that were kind of put together on a shoestring in terms of the story um, and I always enjoyed it for that and I always thought the music kind of um, reinforced that idea that this was this was something quite it the the story it's they. TV, the original TV show certainly didn't deliver on there, but the story concept itself was quite epic in scope. Yeah, so you have the this, music kind of matched that. Yeah, you have this iconic ship, the Battlestar Galactica, that the show is named after the main ship, leading a convoy of supposedly the last humans away from their conquered planet. The Cylons conquered them, and they're trying to find this the, the mythical homeland, which is called Earth. And eventually they reach it, and they realize pretty quickly that they are way behind technology-wise. Um, that they're they're going to have they're going to be destroyed by the Cylons. So the Galactica basically leads the Cylons away. Uh, I thought it was they, it was done kind of poorly, but yeah. the concept, like you said, was spot on. Now, of course, they redid the entire series in the two thousands, and to critical acclaim, people loved that show, and I loved it too. Part of me still likes the original. I didn't like the fact that they made Cylons looking human. And I I thought it lost itself. All they really did was take the very basic concept. There's a ship. It's called the Battlestar Galactica. They're trying to find Earth. And then go from there. But as much as I liked it, I kind of wish they would have done it more like the original. I I just thought it was was better. It was more sci-fi. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is nowadays... People very rarely do an episode of the week um, storylines. Well, it looks like know. the new Star Trek show is going to do exactly that. 
We, I hope so, um, and that'll be good. I, I, I watched the so I saw the trailer for that the other Brave day. Brave New World I, is what it's called. Yeah, and I thought it looked really good, except that they've done something to the guy who plays Spock, so he now looks completely different. I mean, not like not just like completely different appearance, but he looks like a different actor from the one who played him in Discovery. Yep. Um, and it's really, really disconcerting. And I know what they're going for. They're trying to make him look more like the uh, the uh, style of Leonard Nimoy in the original series, but it just doesn't really. I pref- I thought he looked better before. I did too. And now, yeah, now he he kind of looked weird. Um, and. Uh, and and the, I think the problem is he looks so far now away from Leonard Nimoy, um, you know that that actually it kind of breaks me out of uh, of this. Well, certainly in the trailer, it breaked me out of the the story a little bit because I was going, "Oh, who the hell's that guy? He, he looks like a generic Vulcan, not Spock." Right. You know, if he wasn't wearing the blue shirt, you probably wouldn't know it was Spock. So my my only ho- issue is this. Hopefully, that's a trailer issue. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon. Yeah. I mean, it comes out in what a couple months. Yeah. Um, my only issue is they're, they're trying something new with Discovery, which is great. Yeah. They're kind of retreading a little bit in Picard, and we're at episode, I think, four or five that just came out. Yeah. I'm sure you're caught up to date on that show. Yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest with you, so far it's weaker than the first seri- season. Uh, I'd agree. Um, you know, I think uh, the problem is the choices they've made. Uh, kind of don't really, no. you know. I mean, I mean, I feel just feel like this has been done before. Yes. Yeah. No. And that that's. Uh, I, I think the the first couple of episodes really kicked ass, and then it's really it's, dropped. It's slowed it? down yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, the first two episodes were great, and since then it's been, you know, I, I'm not enjoying the Doctor Soon aspect of it. I think that's lame. It seems it feels like a reason to bring back. Uh, Brett Spider, Spider. But yeah, and not only that, they did that last season. So I, I just, you know, I didn't. And and slightly worryingly, I then hear. Uh, I think it was this week. They they're talking about having the entire cast the whole next, year. next generation cast next year, which yeah. it's, it starts to become a bit contrived if you're not careful. Um, and at the moment, it's feeling a little bit contrived. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed yeah. with that. I'm still watching, obviously, but yeah. So they're doing, and at least they're trying to be a little bit different so far in Picard. Um, although, yeah, we'll see with well, next year. Again, yeah. I mean, the thing that Picard's always got going for it is you've you've always got um, Patrick Stewart in the middle of it, and he's just such a great actor. You, he and, steals it every single time he's on yeah, screen. Yeah, and 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 as well, you know, the core cast as well. I think are all extremely strong as well. No, I agree. It's just, it's just that the writing is is not quite as good as it was last season. No, it isn't. Yeah, but I and, want them to the, do something different. And I think different the concept they've for it. I want them yeah, to the, go and like I would love to see a Ranger series with Seven of Nine. That's yeah. interesting to me, where she's going mm-hmm. after pirates and stuff like that. And that could be, you know, one season is going after one particular badass pirate, and she has different adventures kind of create a um a, a different cast around her a little bit maybe yeah but well it, it could be good yeah i think i mean we've talked about this with star wars before yeah you know if the problem is if you consistently use the same people or the same pull from the same group of people yep. from the same original concepts and you you go to the same places you dilute it, it so makes, much well it makes it makes this 
you know, you've got the whole galaxy there and it makes it feel small. Yes. And Star Wars has that same problem. And Star Trek is kind of falling into that trap Right, again. and Star Wars was the opposite with, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek The Next Generation and even Deep Space Nine in which it was a space station, so everything has to come to it. But it yeah. felt way bigger than any of the other Star Wars series, especially that they had a freaking war that lasted two seasons. Yeah, um, and it was all full of new creatures, yes. new aliens, yep. new species. They weren't afraid uh, to take it in different directions, and I feel like... Picard is starting to fall into that fear. Well, we I don't think, want to do yeah. something totally different. We want people to... Uh, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the problem is the whole of Hollywood is so obsessed with nostalgia at the moment yeah. that they can't they can't get past I it. I agree well, with I'm, you. I'm, 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 I'm most of Hollywood. I'm going to... Because we're going to talk about Moon Knight later, which is obviously... And Peacemaker. Uh, yeah, which is obviously not nostalgia. It is new properties. It's exactly what we're talking about. But um, yeah, with a lot of this stuff, it just feels. And even when they start out and going, well, we can, I mean, can I remember Discovery was all about doing something completely different, and then it kind of veered back into. And even now, in their new scenario where it's uh, thousands of years in the future, um, they're doing still, the same stuff. Oh, I, I haven't. The Vulcans I haven't are there. The Romulans it. are there. I got. You know. I got halfway through. I think the second episode, and I've kind of given up. I sit yeah. down and I'm like, I can keep watching Discovery or let's watch some kitty videos on YouTube. And the kitty videos have been winning lately. Mm. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't, I don't care about any of the characters on Discovery. I don't, not one. I don't what, buy into any of them. Not even Book's cat? No. Well, maybe a little bit. I like the What's cat. That? We're all, like, I think the thing with that is, but in Book's cat and Discovery, we're all, we've all been waiting for a big reveal that yes. actually it's some, you know, it's like the, uh, the cat in, um, in the MCU that, that took out, uh, took out, um, uh, Nick Fury's eye yep. and it's actually some sort of alien creature. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting the That's feeling I'm now, for. I'm getting the feeling now that they've decided it's just a cat. <laughs> yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, Let's talk a little bit about um, Moon Knight. Now, yeah. they just had their second episode. Mm-hmm. And Cole, Julie, and I are watching it. Yeah. And I know who Moon Knight is. I'm, I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. him. I know about the guy's split personality, that he's kind of not all there, that he is an avatar of this Egyptian god. Some people are like, oh, God, what? this is unbelievable. Why would they do this? Thor. Odin, shut up, idiots. <laughs> um, they, they've already established the gods exist, you know, with Thor. So don't don't throw shade just because it's an Egyptian thing. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, looking forward, if, if I was 10 years ago thinking, okay, Disney's going to have this online streaming service and they're going to have all these shows based on superheroes, Moon Knight would not have been one of them that I would have picked to to get his own show. I just I never found him that interesting of a character. Um, you know that I just didn't think it would work. And then the first episode comes out. Julian Cole felt like they had skipped a bunch of episodes. Like I, I don't understand what's going on. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it yeah, was I, done so well that right. So, so where I'm coming from with this is is that before this show was was announced, I'd never heard of Moon Knight. Yeah, which is uh, probably yeah, better that you don't. Know. Yeah, well, I, I was about going to say, I think I think not coming with comic baggage to this is probably a good thing because this is a complete reimagining of the character, uh, and I think that's, not really. 
I mean, well, he's well, no, very it similar. Is, no, yeah, but but the uh, and well, one of the things that are upsetting people is some of the personalities and some of the things you've seen, and particularly like the the suit in the second episode. They go, oh, well, that's not right. That's not the way it is. And and, and well, from what I understand, it Moon Knight's um, one of his personalities was almost like Batman in yeah. the uh, in the comics, and they've dumped that. And I think that's that's sensible because I think they're doing something different with it. Yeah, I really really enjoyed particularly the first episode yeah me too i thought that i thought the conceit of here's a guy the kind of nebbishy guy uh, by the way uh, i'm british i don't have a problem with oscar isaac's accent so anybody who's going eh, his accent's no good can well get stuffed, it's frankly. not supposed to be though because that's not a real accent it's a fake well, accent well, you know what there are there are people in britain who sound and act just like that he's doing a great job of kind of doing the whole you know nebbishy kind of geek he kind of, thing. He kind of reminds me of bj to be honest <laughs> exactly that, yeah. that's for yeah. those who don't know it's yeah, D- yeah. david understands anyone says so yeah it's somebody somebody we we both met once yeah um i've met him and, a few times but yeah. yeah and uh and yeah somebody whose heart is in the right place but really um yeah, a little bit over earnest um is 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 the kind of that's what he's doing and the thing is then the the slow reveal is you realize a lot of the weird things in his life actually come from the fact that they're echoes of other personalities is kind of cool and the fact that he finds himself in these situations but you only see it from the the guy who doesn't know what's going on perspective yes, and which is a great way to to bring because if they would have established immediately that he's really two different people yeah, i don't think it would have been and, as interesting and that one of them's a complete badass yeah as but it, you know this and not only that the guy's a badass even without the superhero suit yes yeah yeah the you way know, that uh, he he kind of blacks out and then he's somewhere totally different. Um, yeah. The way they filmed it and edited it was just brilliant. And yeah, I, I, Cole kept saying, I, I, where do I know this guy from? He seems somewhat familiar. And I'm like, you go first, I go first. How does this work? Yeah, Poe po Dameron. Yeah. And he, and he goes, no, that's not it. I said, yes, that's exact. That's the yeah, same guy. Alexander was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and it shows what a good performance is. Now, now I hear he was very reluctant to do this mm-hmm. initially because he's he said, I've done the Star Wars thing. I've done the big tentpole. Why would I want to go into the MCU? Because you know if this thing is successful, you're going to end up in a movie at some point. And mm. um, two, uh, app- two or three seasons at least. Yeah. yeah. Apparently apparently he once he saw the script and um kind of hooked on the uh how he was going to pay play the steven character um he really got behind it and said no i, I really want to do this yeah and and i think that's the other thing that, that i like about this is that let's face it this is an experiment this could be a one season thing that you never see again right but yep. the point is despite the fact that that of that the you only know, marvel are, are putting you know really top name actors into this you've got ethan hawk who's chewing the scenery up every every time you, you know see he, him. he took this role without reading the script he says the first time in his entire career he's ever done that because hawk he generally takes smaller indie roles that's kind of his thing yeah. i mean yeah. obviously he got his big breakout uh, opposite denzel washington in training day and he was brilliant yeah. in it. yeah but he's done more indie stuff and he's a really good actor but i like his character in moon knight you know he is this religious cult guy um he puts broken glass in his sandals as he walks around yeah and then you find out in the second episode that he used to be a moon knight he was the fish of conchu just like mark specter is now which again is a departure from the cult. yes it is um so i don't have a problem with them changing things up if it's going to be for the better and so far it is for the better 
And also, I like the fact that they establish right from the beginning, you know, yeah, he's a scenery-chewing, typical bad guy, yeah, but then you actually, then they actually have an opportunity to talk to him, and you realise that, you know, much, much like uh, Thanos, yeah, his 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 plan is is bad, yes, but he has a good reason for it, yes. and he thinks he's doing the right thing, and it makes it much more interesting than just a guy who's twiddling his moustache and going ha ha evil, exactly, you know, yeah. Yep. So that's what uh, I don't think Thanos got enough credit for that they really established his character to make him. Not sympathetic. You don't want him to win, but you at least understand why he's doing what he's yeah, doing. You understand his motivation. Yeah. He's not just generic bad guy. No, I th- because I think he thinks I'd, he's doing the right yeah. thing for the good yeah. of everybody. Exactly. And, you know, let's face it, the MCU has really suffered from having, you know, um, carbon copy bad guys over the years. So the fact that they're now starting to solve that problem is really good. Ah, you say that, but I, I would say it's 50 50. You know, look at the first yeah. Iron Man movie. Yeah, that was not well, great. Well, yeah, all of the Iron Man movies, really. Yeah. I, I mean, I, wa- I rewatched Iron Man 3 the other day, which is, is, is one of my favorites of the Iron Man movies. Uh, and yet, I, you know, I found myself thinking um, that uh, Guy Pearce's character was just dull. I mean, you know, it's, oh, I've got, I've got a virus that can turn people into super soldiers and um, all that sort of thing. I'm going to take over the world with it. It was just, it, it was just boring. Right. You know? Um, it, 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 there was no there was no dimension to it no. at all, you know. And they the the whole I, the only thing was they they clearly thought, oh, you know, if we if we have it the Mandarin, but it's not really the Mandarin, that's going to be amazing. And it was clever, but it wasn't amazing, yeah. And it was it was only the fact that uh, um, Ben Kingsley kind of stole the scenery, everything he and was he, in, and he did in yeah. Shang Chi when you finally meet yeah, the real in, Mandarin, Shang-Chi, who's, yeah, who's yeah. boring. The real yeah. Mandarin is lame. It's another, another boring. So yeah. it, this is a problem in the MCU. It's not all of them, but some of them are. And I like the fact that in these TV shows, they've they've got this. Obviously, they have a, they have more time because they've got six hours rather than two right. and a half. Yeah. So they're using some of that time to uh, to actually do a little bit of motivational development. In this one, anyway. Yeah. Well, two anyway. episodes in, Dave and I are both fans. We got what four to go. Yeah. There's only one thing, one problem I have with it. When you see the actual Moon Knight, I I kind of I, I don't I'm I'm less impressed. I w- I I liked him as Mister Knight though. Ms. Mister Knight, yeah, but when you saw the actual Moon Knight with the full costume and everything, to me maybe it's the way it's done, but it looks far too CGI. Um, and I, I yeah, I just didn't. You, you 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 know, and it's also is one of those things like the Moon Knight appears to be so powerful. Why the hell is he not just there all the time? You know, why would you go, why would Konshu, and, and this is something they need to answer, I think, this is, why would Konshu go with the whole, right, I'm going to choose an avatar, and, and most of the time he looks like a human until he summons the suit, right? And it's just like, yeah. well, why would Konshu and then why would you go, pick one no, that's he's mentally damaged he that like has this. a split personality? Well, well maybe, we'll, maybe we'll find out an, in this incarnation some sort of reasoning behind the split personality, because obviously there is... This is not. It comes across from the first couple of episodes that this is not Mark Spector's plan. That he wasn't no. expecting this to happen, and he's struggling with controlling the Nebishi personality. But we don't understand why it's there. Yep. Uh, and and Konshu also seems to be pretty annoyed at the whole thing. Oh um, great! The so idiots w- in charge again. <laughs> Exactly. Just brilliant. I loved it. F. F. Murray Abraham's doing the voice, and he's uh, knocking it out the. Park. Oh, is that and who's Con- doing it? Because I was no, wondering. Yeah. yeah. Now here, here's the thing, Konshu. 
the 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 god looks is all CGI because he's got a floating bird's head. He looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's terrifying awesome. every time he's on the screen, and he looks it. And yet the CGI for Moon Knight compared to him just doesn't stack up. I don't know what it is. No, um, I'm with you. I, I get I it. I hope it will improve. It, you know? It's lacking. Yeah. I want to say depth, but I don't know. Uh, I'm may, not a CGI. Maybe the real. Yeah, but maybe the real problem here is that actually the the split personality stuff and everything is actually more interesting. Oh, I think it 100% action. is. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> you, you, you know, know the guy keeps getting himself right. into problems, and then, you know, the the other personality has to come in and kind of save him from it. The van chase was just brilliant. Yes. So yeah. good. Um, so yeah. anyways, yeah, we're into it. I, I'm sure that most people are... Well, listening to this is digging it as well. Let's see where the series goes, and we'll hit up on it again here in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. David, uh, you saw a movie so far. This is rare. Usually I see something before you do, and I'm waiting for you to see it. But we yeah. haven't discussed the movie The Batman yet because I would I didn't go to the theaters to see it. Yeah. And you now were I like, was, why? I was, yeah. I was surprised by that. I, I really thought I thought this would be your jam. Um, so yeah, I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I I'm ambivalent about the actor. I he he's never done it for me, and I just can't see him as Batman. Of course, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I didn't want to go to the theater for a three hour movie. You know, when this came out, we were right in the middle of the Omicron virus, yeah, or variant, and I you know Cole and and Felix both want to see it, so I I'm just I wasn't comfortable taking them to a theater. Yeah, I, I understand and, that. I, I mean, I went with Alexander, yeah. and actually the reason we, he'd wanted to see it more than me, because I, I was a little bit like you. I was kind of thinking, well, you know, another noir Batman. Yeah. Again, The uh, Robert Pattinson, the actor who was the guy who was the uh, vampire in Twilight. I've seen him in other stuff, and I know he's a good actor, but it was hard to see him in the role. But having said that, I remember when they announced Michael Keaton as Batman, everyone kind of went, you know, oh, I don't see that. And he was really good. Yeah. So um, I was less about that. But the thing is, is, yeah, the the, the virus was, was a problem for us, particularly with Alexander. What actually happened is we went to – we had tickets to go and see a free BBC recording of a comedy actor in Manchester. And um, – when we went when we went there they um this was only it was a, probably a week after the government had relaxed all the regulations and the bbc enacted a policy which said they wanted a proven L- negative lft test before they let you into anything now we we had lft tests we'd done them but we didn't have anything that proved that they were genuine apparently you had to take a picture and email it to the NHS and they would send you a code back. We hadn't done any of that. So they wouldn't let us in. So I said to Alexander, I said, well, we're out anywhere. Let's go and see the Batman. He wants to see it. And because it was four or five weeks after it came out, the theatre was pretty quiet. So uh, we felt more comfortable. Yeah. And I have to say, I went in with low expectations and I was really very pleasantly surprised. Well, it's, uh, uh, you know, at this point, and I told you, I said, I'm just waiting for it to hit streaming. And you were thinking it was going to be a long time before it hits streaming, except yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah. It's coming out on streaming on um, oh, April 19th. So it's literally nine days away. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no, there's zero chance I'm not going to see this. In the I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. watching it on the streaming, no question. So, so this is a story about a young Batman. And it, it pulls lots of elements from the comics. Um, but it really is a detective story. Good. And th- because of that, 
um, that there is there is no. I mean, there's, there's no there's no even um, intro credits. It just drops straight into the story, and it's the most like read like um, a movie I've ever seen of Batman. That's like reading a good graphic novel. Well, I mean, I'm really looking is. forward to seeing it. It's just yeah. that you know, I feel like I'm coming into it late, but that's okay. We'll talk about it probably on the yeah. next geekiest yeah uh, geek club because I, I th- it's going to be two I, weeks I, from now. Yeah. I hope you'll like it because I thought it was really, really good. I'm not going in with any expectations except it seems like universally it seems to be liked. So I'm, I'm. And really, apart from one or two scenes, kind of forget the Nolan stuff. You think, oh, it's going to be more like Nolan. It's not. This is this is definitely its own thing. It's much. It's good for that because it's it's not just another. You know, I mean, it does rain a lot in Gotham, but maybe it's near Seattle. I don't know. One of the things that um, I'm pleased that David started watching that I absolutely think it's, it's if not the, but one of the best geeky things that's happened this year so far, and it's only April, was Peacemaker. Yeah. I loved Peacemaker. The first few episodes were good, but it only gets better over time. They really yeah. established these characters. And I have to say... As much as I like listening to the Battlestar Galactica music here at the top of this show, <laughs> I love the opening sequence to Peacemaker. Which it is, is so which is, brilliant. Yeah, uh, they, they basically have all the um, cast doing this really kind of bad, che- bad, cheesy, dancing. bad 80s style. I mean, it very much riffs on the 80s music yes. and the glam metal and all of that. That is that is very much Peacemaker's thing. Um but you know, yeah, they do, and and the thing is, they all play it completely and utterly straight, hundred percent straight. Uh, yeah, and it's very, very funny, and it really sets the tone for the show because this is what it's about. It's about something that is completely ridiculous, yeah, and yet this guy and everyone around him, even though they, they everyone else thinks he's ridiculous, take it completely seriously, and well, it's it's just it's so funny. You know, and, um, one of my fears, and I, what episode you at? Like two or three? Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my one of my fears of the show is that they were bringing in vigilante, and yeah, my problem with that was I knew that they were going to go silly with him. According to the trailers, yeah. he's one of the best things on the entire series. Oh yeah, he's yeah. so freaking good. Yeah. But he is totally not the vigilante from the the comics. I and this was no, yeah. it wasn't. It, he's literally nothing like. Yeah, book. no, but but there's not. I think this is the thing. I think people need to get away from that, right? Because we we don't want to see the comics, just the comics, purely depicted on screen. Because, you know, you know we what, say that, but the best stuff is definitely from the comic books. That's the well, source yeah, material, want, and they really understand. It, that's that's what to be Marvel adapted. did so well was they took what's in the comics and they made it better on screen. Yeah, but that's that's and DC what I mean. did the opposite, which was terrible. Yeah. I, we don't want to see slavish adaptation of the comics. We want to see them to be interpreted. But this character is nothing at all like. Well, so does that really matter? You know, I don't. I don't think. I it really wanted matters to see the story of Vigilante and the ending, like it was in the comic book. I wanted to see that story in a in a TV series. I thought it would have been but, brilliant. It would have been. It would have blown yeah. people away if it was done there's right. No, there's no reason they can't do that in the yes, future there is. because no, the, because the whole point about about um, comics is that you know if you if you if you don't do it with one character, you do it with somebody else. No. And if you, if you want it to be the same guy with the same powers, Ad- you can Adrian, do that too. Adrian Chase was a judge who loses his family, just like 
yeah, the Punisher. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know who Adrian Chase was yeah. because um, I saw his story in Arrow because it's been done in Arrow already. Yeah, but it was terrible. Well, but it was what it was, and he became <laughs> you know? the vigilante. And he, at first, he's a typical vigilante like any other superhero. Um, but eventually, he kind of loses his mind. He takes it. Yeah. He tries to retire. Someone else picks up the mantle that pushes him farther down a, a, a deep, dark place. Eventually, he starts just becoming an actual real world vigilante he attacks people for jaywalking and stuff like that yeah he goes too far and in the last episode commits suicide i mean yeah. he, this was the 80s comic book and he killed himself it yeah. that just didn't happen and it doesn't happen on any of these superhero shows you see now well, the guy yeah, kills himself at the yeah. end how brave would that be I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't do that. I mean, you, you can do that story with any any character you want. You can either create a new one, or you can have somebody with this. You know, the same. But you could say the same thing with the vigilante character they're using in Peacemaker. Just pick another character and call him that. Well, the they, wild that's guy. A, that's a choice they didn't make, and I think what they want to do is they want to. I mean, this 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 show. The themes in this show are all about people who take simple concepts to fundamental extremes you know we have a, the guy is the peacemaker who is who is quite prepared to kill people in order to make peace yes. you know i mean that is his mindset and and, it, and he's a nice guy then, and he has a super racist dad exactly and then you realize you know when, and and god bless them for for a casting robert patrick in the performance oh he gives in this role because it really i mean it was mentioned in the film the suicide squad that he had a crazy father yeah but you, you we see him and you realize this poor this poor kid effectively you know has turned himself into this um super assassin purely because he craves a bit of daddy's love because daddy's such an asshole yeah and uh you know daddy's also, yeah. You, you, yeah you really have to finish this whole series before we talk too much more about it because I'm, okay but but the thing is, it's great fun. It's, it's really so good. good. It's and extremely it, funny. It tells me, quite honestly, that James Gunn is just brilliant. He just yeah. is. Did you know the 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 pretty girl in that series is his wife? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either until I looked her up. I was like, who is this woman? Because she's really good. I don't I don't really remember seeing her in, in anything. And her character over this, I think it's six episodes too, um, gets better and better. And it, yeah. she just starts eating up the scenes, and it's his wife. I had no idea. Yeah, lucky and, guy because she's beautiful and she seems yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. So that's Peacemaker. Um, I, I I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see a vigilante to, on his own. To be honest, yeah, I would. I would say to anybody who who watched it, if you haven't seen The Suicide Squad, um, that's worth a watch too. Um, most definitely it was a great it was also James Gunn it was a great movie yep um, has much the same sensibilities and it it's useful for you to understand a bit more about this character because you, you obviously you get a couple of hours of seeing well, and Peacemaker and in the Suicide Squad is probably the best character in the whole series or in the yeah. whole movie yeah and and it's from someone that I don't think is that interesting to watch but Maybe I should revisit uh, that because I uh, yeah I tell you I think I think was it is it John Cena is the actor or is the other one no it's John Cena I, it is John Cena the, he, I get him confused with Channing Tatum a lot I don't know why um, I tell you what they go I think, shirtless a lot and you get excited I think I, get it. I think John Cena is is wasted in pure action roles I think his gift is absolutely comedy he's a great comedic actor 
and and I'm sort of that this sort of comedy, not the kind of. You know, I know he, he's done a couple where, he, you know, it's the fish out of water situations where he's looking after kids and that sort of thing. Those are OK. But actually, this is this is where he he fits in best is, is you know, this kind of, you know, straight man who doesn't realise he's hilarious type role. Um, and he's really good at it, I, you know, and um, <laughs> talk about commi- you what just you just got to watch that opening uh, titles and you realise this guy really committed to this. <laughs> Do you, did you ever watch the. Uh well, I'm sure you didn't. The the Ernest movies. Uh, well, Ernest Saves Christmas. And yeah, all of that. Yep. Yeah, no, not really. I'm aware of them, but I didn't really watch them. Do do a quick Google search for Ernest looks like John Cena, and holy crap, they are related. I don't care what anybody says. He looks just like him, dude. I'm not. I'm. I'm not kidding. He looks. He he's turning into Ernest. He really, really is. John it's, Cena. Ernest, and you see their side by side pictures. You're like, holy crap! Oh yeah! Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that is striking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really looks like him. He really does. It's it's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, I mean John Cena was kind of a boring WWE guy. Um, came out in I think ripped up jeans or something. I can't remember. I I wasn't watching wrestling. Um, but I was aware of him and so far Peacemaker seems to be his jam. He's just, is so good for the role. Um, yeah. James Gunn seems to have this ability to take actors and put them in the right role, you know? Well, I, I think he also, he appears to have this ability to kind of bring these, uh, perf- these unusual performances out of people you wouldn't expect. Yes. Cause if you, you go back to go back to the gardens of the galaxy when he first kind of hit it big yeah you know um uh the he was another ex-wrestler who played the plays Drax. yeah um you know Bastilla, and he's, and he's, Bastilla, something like that dave batista yeah. yeah that's right yeah and again this is a guy who basically played you know silent heavies in movies yeah and all of a sudden you turn it and he <laughs> and he's still a silent heavy but he's funny as hell yeah in uh guardians of the galaxy and you know he he really you know he's great he's, he's kind of like the new joss whedon in that you know he he seems to be re- he seems to be really good at except at, the actors seem to really like him exactly yeah. yeah um uh, but he really he really seems to be able to get develop these really great ensemble pieces where everyone enjoys themselves I, I think that's really what it comes down to is he's creating an environment where everybody's doing this stuff but they're having a great time when they're I, doing I it i just had a brilliant idea go on because wheaton doesn't own the property obviously what if firefly relaunches and it's james gunn yep oh my god John John Cena as uh, as nah, well. get someone new. Nah, get someone new. <laughs> Although Cena could play the you know the other guy. Oh, uh, Jane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the dumb heavy guy. Yep. Yeah, he could do that. They can get the same pilot. Use him again. Oh, he's dead. No, he's, well, I'm saying reboot. <laughs> no, no, he's dead. He's no, he's not. And so you know what? There's there's only one thing that ever bothered me about Firefly. Uh, and that's when you go and see Serenity, the movie, uh, which kind of tied it all up. Yeah. Which was a great movie. It really was. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Um, and it was nice to see an ending to those characters. Yes. Bear in mind that the uh, this, the series got canned. Um, but in the movie, they established that it all happens in one solar system. 
And I just went, no, that doesn't make any sense. You know, and that, and that was the problem. The, the, uh, the, in the first pilot of Firefly, you actually see it get to use the Firefly engine, which is some sort of FTL engine. Yep. It goes zooming off, and then it's never used again any anywhere yep. and then they turn around and say oh it's on the same star system so you presumably you wouldn't need a fast and light drive and i i, I just they that's stuck in my crawl do you know what i mean i do <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know why i'm so obsessed about it all these years later but i still am i i thought it was uh it's one of my favorite tv series of all time yeah. I, I love it obviously we played the music on the last um geeks pub um yeah. but i think james gunn relaunching that would be uh, well, let's him let's hit him, hit him up on twitter and tell him yeah you know i agree yeah so yeah so anything else geeks going on geeky stuff going on in your life david i know you bought something but you haven't even looked at it yet well yeah i got the i think this thing's been on order for absolutely ages i think i would it as soon as i heard about it last year so the guys who did the c64 mini which is which i that, have um, yeah, which the half-size Commodore 64 is running emulators with the old games on it, and it comes with a, uh, a retro-style joystick. They did a version of the Amiga 500. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it was released just the other day, and it arrived... Uh, on the, yeah, it was released on Friday. Arrived on Friday, thanks to Amazon pre-ordering. Uh, but I'm not had time to actually plug it in and use it yet. But that, I'm very excited about this, because the Amiga was, like, my first big proper computer and i love that thing yeah and so this is um this is the yeah it's the mini version it doesn't have the working keyboard but it's amiga um, but it's the amiga 500 yeah and in fact the internals are powerful enough for to run pretty much anything any of the amigas um did so the uh later ones like 1200 and things like that run software for those two. Oh, well, you're gonna uh, have to comes, play with it and let us know how it goes yeah comes with the cd32 joy joystick uh well it's like a gamepad yeah um and and the genuine commodore star mouse from the original amiga um and yeah you know it comes the same the usual deal it comes with 25 games built in but you can load your uh, any game you want via usb i um, i so. i haven't been doing anything but still playing uh that phoenix rising game but i did download the new star wars or uh yeah star wars lego the game star wars lego yep. yeah Got it on the PS5. I'm looking forward to playing it, but I kind of want to wrap up the other one first. I, I kind of yeah. want to take that game to its conclusion. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. one that can jump from one game to the next and then go back again. No. It's that mum- no. mu- muscle memory in my hands for I do this to do this in the game. And well, if, you, not only that. I don't want to forget um, that. Yeah, Lego's, Lego Star Wars, because it's all nine movies, it, there's, and apparently it has some open-world stuff in it yeah, as well. it's so going to take a long time. It's, well, not only that, you need to concentrate on that. Yes. I'm playing I'm playing Batman Arkham Knight at the moment on my Steam Deck, and because there's loads of things to do in that, and it's an open world, it's the same thing. If you go away from it and then come back, you can kind of forget half of yes, and where I, things and I, are. Exactly, and, sort of and I don't want to yeah. forget the game that I'm playing, so I've... I, it's preloaded. It's already on there. Uh, I picked up another game as well, but I don't remember what it was. Um, both of those things I do want to play, and I will, but I, I just can't quit the one game yet. I've got to get to a point where I feel like I've, I've beat the game. You know, I've got to beat the main guy. So once I do yeah. that, um, there's been some things in there that I actually had to watch some YouTube videos because I couldn't figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. 
Yeah, it's because we're getting old, man. Yeah, I'm getting old. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, speaking of getting old, I got my uh, my fourth COVID shot, as David wants to say. I'll say here in the U.S. we call it our second booster. Plus, I got my second and final shingle shot because I got my first shingle shot back in October. And I talked about it on either this or yeah. Tech Fan where it really knocked me for a loop. And I was told the second one won't do that. And they friggin' lied because holy crap. Well, maybe it was the COVID jab that knocked you for a loop. Uh, no, the COVID didn't do much to me the first two times. It did the second, yeah. but I got four vaccines back in October. And this time I got two. And I just think, you know... I'd rather just get it done with. That's why I did it this way. But yep. for the average person, I would suggest maybe spacing them out a little bit. Because I think when you put two different vaccines at the same time that are pretty powerful, it's going to knock you for a loop. I went to well, work yesterday, yeah. and there was a. I was walking back from the new car or the used car lot over the new car lot. I sold a um, a used Rav Four yesterday, and I had to stop at one point because I literally was starting to get tunnel vision. I felt like I was going to pass out, which is not a good yeah. thing. But it passed, so, yeah. I made it through the day, got home, and immediately went to bed for hours. See, people don't realize that most of the times when you get sick, it's your the way your immune system responds that makes you feel ill, not the yeah. actual oh, immune no, system. Oh, no, I get that 100%. That's not <laughs> so, the point. I, so, I just yeah, should so when not you have, have worked. I should have planned it yeah. out better. But when So, yeah, that's the point. When you have a vaccination, it activates your immune system. You might feel ill yeah, for, a few, I did. for a day or two. I yeah. was not doing well, but... You know, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I'm fine today, um, and I'm glad I'm done with those shots now. Who knows that there's? I'm sure there's going to be another COVID shot. I think it's going to be a yearly thing, like you get a flu shot, you get I a, get a so, new COVID yeah. shot. I'm fine with that. I always get a flu shot as well. Um, <clears throat> I know some people don't like getting their shots. Boohoo! Suck it up, Buttercup. Um, but you know, I, I just should have planned it better. Yeah. You know, the next time mm -hmm. I do this, I, I'm just going to have a day off the next day because I'm pretty much spent. It sucked, too, because, you know, Friday night, because I got it at like 10 a.m. on, on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, Friday night, I was just, I felt like I had the cold sweats. I was, yeah, not even the sweats, I was shaking like I was freezing cold laying in bed. And then when I got out of bed for, you know, to get ready for work, I was sweating. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and... It's April, remember. This was uh, yesterday, so April 9th. I woke up and I looked outside and I was like, what the F? It was. It had snowed. Snowed. Yeah. Like, really? April? Oh. Come on. That's that's climate change for you, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's Michigan. It's been like that for since I was a kid. You, Prince had a song that was called uh, Sometimes the Snows in April, and it yeah. totally did it's been yeah we've it's been cold here the last few days uh like frost on the ground every morning so um you know by our standards that's pretty cold for april but um there you go it'll be hot soon uh yeah and that's the other thing it's see where i live here in michigan we really really do get all four seasons we get beautiful springtime beautiful fall you know with the leaves turning and people burning their leaves and you get that smell in the air it's really nice and invigorating mm -hmm. you get the nice hot summertime you know and where you yep. can go swimming and and then you get the ice cold winters i mean we really do get all four seasons here in the u.s or yep. in, in michigan so yeah it's uh it, but even though i got i got my two shots and i felt like crap i actually sold um and when i say sold one of them i actually delivered 
um, four cars. Plus, I delivered one that I had on order for a customer. So I, I actually did really good yesterday at work, and most of the customers would have no idea that I was feeling like crap. But that's yeah. why I took acting classes. So our um, is is availability opening up on new cars yet? No. Well, no. on some models, it's getting better. Um, like if someone ordered a Highlander XLE from me, I'll have it within a month, no problem, as long as they're yeah. not too picky. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, no. Um, yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a Raspberry Pi on order for a um, like a handheld retro gaming case I bought that looks like a Game Boy. It's pretty cool. Um, and this is the Compute Model Four, Module Four. So it's like the integrated version of the Raspberry Pi versus the standard one with all the GPIO pins yep. on it. Um, and you know it's cheap twenty twenty five pounds something like this fifty nine by the way fifty nine that's how many cars I have on order for customers just okay. me fifty if okay, I sold cool. every one of them it's two million four hundred sixty three thousand six hundred and two dollars well there you go isn't that crazy I feel like I'm in Glengarry again Ross it's uh I wish I got that money myself but <laughs> yeah. um so so I, I pre two years and retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ordered my Raspberry Pi probably about three months ago, and I got an email from them the other day saying that I won't see it till uh, probably this time next year. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. This is the four. The the Raspberry Pi CM four, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So did you um, check eBay to see if anybody's got them? Oh yeah, they've got them. If you want to pay four or five times the price, uh, um, because you can't sucks. buy them, you literally can't get them anywhere. And and um, the Raspberry Pi Foundation did a blog post about this the other day, where they explained some of the problems. And they said, effectively, what's happening is we're making them as fast as we can. As soon as as soon as we make them and ship them out, they are sold. Such is the demand. And they have said, and I, I don't disagree with them. This, they've said, we are trying to concentrate. Um, prioritization of orders on people who have a business that relies on the raspberry pi because we don't want people going out of business because they can't get product so that unfortunately means that the hobbyist market can't get them because what is being made is going to into people who are using them in other products i wonder um, what products are using them i i don't know i think there's the i think they're the sort of boards that get embedded in quite a lot of things and and also as well there's a, a market for people who basically use them as um the compute board in a in a handheld or something like that yeah. so obviously again you know they their argument is a lot of these a lot of these businesses who integrate raspberry Pis into their products are small businesses and we don't want to see small businesses going out of business because they can't get product and i think that's a that's a laudable aim you know um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh lose any money over the fact that i have to wait a year for my compute model 4 to module 4 to come through whereas somebody who's waiting on those because they need to sell product would do and and if their business goes to the wall that's a small business that's a shame i almost feel bad that i've got one and i'm not using it at all well you should sell on ebay for five times the price obviously yeah they're going for 110 dollars right now on ebay (laughs) and it's like 110 dollars yeah that's kind of insane but it's I'm not using mine at all anymore because I have this Windows PC, the little mini one that's actually quite powerful, yeah. that does all the emulation that the Raspberry Pi does, but even better. And there's yeah. more stuff for it. So I've been using that, although I'm not using it at all right now. It's also my yeah. Plex server. 
but mm-hmm. I'm not using it at all because I've been playing on the PS5. Well, so here's the thing, because I probably will end up doing most of my emulation stuff on that Steam Deck I've got, because, again, it's a powerful PC. It will emulate everything better than Raspberry Pi. But the problem is I bought the case, the... Um, what's it called now? The uh, G-Pi by case yeah uh, which which looks like a, a as I said like a little game boy and the the Raspberry Pi goes in the top like a cartridge it comes in and it's a holder that slots in like a cartridge it's really cool um, but I probably won't use that now because I have the steam deck but the problem is I can't sell the case because I won't get any money for it because nobody can get the computer to go in it I, I, so I might as I might as well wait until I can get my Raspberry Pi next year and oh, then sell it as a complete unit yeah I got a um a joystick from Vine, and I quite like it to be honest. It it comes with these clamps that you don't have to use that clamps it to your desk, and it's a single one. But it it basically it works with everything: Raspberry yeah. Pi, PS3, Switch, Neo Geo Mini, Android, Windows, of course, and it registers as a Xbox 360 controller. Yeah, um, I'll put a link into the uh, show notes so you can actually see it. Um, and it, it lights up a little bit. It's kind of cool. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting much. It's it's seventy six dollars US. Um, right. Regular eighty six bucks. But I, I I've had these before, and most of them are kind of junky, plastic junky. This is not that. This is uh, it's quite so they, impressive. Yeah, so this is like an arcade module. So it's got the buttons and a, and a yep. separate joystick on it. Rather, it's not like a freestanding single mm-hmm. joystick. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's uh-huh. it's really so, nice. I like it a lot so far. And do you need to use? You said you don't need to use the clamps. Is it um, I don't, steady enough to sit on the desk on its own? Oh yeah, no question. It's made out of metal, yeah. so it's nice and sturdy. I just put it on a table and use it that way. But if I had a system where I needed it, I, I think the clamps are a brilliant idea. It slots in, then you can screw it so it doesn't come out, and then you can clamp it down. Um, it even comes with different gates for the joystick, so you could turn it into a four-way if you want. So they they make it easy to get inside the thing to switch it up a little bit. Um, yeah, they thought of everything. I, you know, I and then and the fact that it registers as a 360 controller means it's pretty much plug and play with everything. Yeah, and and also I like the fact that. You flip it over if you want to change the parts out it's easy to do very easy to do i i was yeah. i was kind of surprised it, it takes almost nothing uh the yeah. joystick is a really good quality one and then the buttons themselves feel quite well uh small yeah. throw buttons i there's nothing i don't like about this thing I, i'm really impressed with it i've had it cool. for a couple months now and you know like i said i moved everything over to the mini pc and this is what's plugged into it right now and it, it works great yeah. My only issue is I actually put it on top of a, without. I was moving things around on my desk. I wasn't paying attention. I put it down on a cable modem, and after two days, my cable modem started overheating. <laughs> so I had to take that off and put a fan on it for an hour and cool it down so I didn't fry it. But other than that, oh, I did get a, a mesh network, which we'll talk about on Tech Fan sometime. Okay. So that's it. That's the show this week, guys. Yep. We love to get feedback from you. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook under the sister show, Tech Fan, Tech Fan Podcast. And uh, we hope you listen to that show as well. And we will see you guys next week with Tech Fan. And in two weeks, David and I will be back with another Geeks Pub. See you then, David. See you then. <laughs>